Welcome to it, everybody. This is Tuesday, and this is Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwinders.com. And I'm Rico Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwinders.com. And together we get together and do this uh, every single day, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as we do our very best to help everybody out there head back to the window, catch those winning tickets. Scott, audio sounds a little better today, buddy. It does. It also... I have a little bit of a weird hairstyle going on with a line across the top. You know? I know, I know. I From somebody that wears cans every day, buddy, I, yeah. I totally get it. Are you wearing a toupee too? I am not, unfortunately. <laughs> no, this is all real. That's the that's that doesn't do anything. That's the that's the weirdest meme that uh, people talk about me wearing a rug. Like this is what I would pick. I see. Said uh, I went one in five yesterday. I got obliterated. How'd you do, buddy? I did well. Uh, I ended up having the Rangers and Penguins over, and that was a fun time. Uh, on top of it, I'm not a Rangers fan, so seeing the Rangers get their ass kicked wasn't exactly a bad experience for me. But yeah, I had the over, and it cashed in the second period. Of course, you have to temper your excitement as your roommate had the Rangers to advance. So, of course, uh, I didn't. I wasn't showboating or anything, but <laughs> I was happy when the Penguins scored about. I don't know, 15 goals yesterday? Doing a one-man you know? conga line around your new apartment? Uh, pretty much. So, a little bit. Uh, Scott, uh, he uh, is staying in Brooklyn lasts exactly one week. So <laughs> his roommate kicks him out. Nope. Just throws me out. Uh, right. G-Money, I made it! I don't know why I couldn't find the feed on YouTube. Um, I don't know either. And that's a weird place to tell us they're on YouTube. So <laughs> glad you found it, buddy. James Mounts in the house says uh, they have the wrong date. Posted for the show. Oh, I bet they don't. I bet I clicked the wrong link. What do we have up there, buddy? Uh, I can't tell from our actual platform, so I got to go out to YouTube and see what the live stream says. Uh, I don't know. Is it possible? Yeah, I've seen it happen before. Yeah, it is. Um, I thought I clicked on the right. I don't know. So it says the wrong I link. See, I, yeah, I see 5.9 instead of 5.10. Okay, very good. I will... Uh, I will, well, we'll fix it post. Yep, we'll fix it in post. That's exactly right. So thanks for finding us anyway. We're uh, we're li- we're living in the past, just like Jethro Tull says. We're we're out there living in the past. Scott, I just I did Chris's show and I was drinking my drinking my green tea. Somebody asked me what was in the glass. If it was whiskey. is that what they call it nowadays? If it was whiskey, uh, and I talked about my days of day drinking. Are we still day drink, buddy? We still have uh, cocktails during the day. Uh, not solo. Uh, if, the only time I ever really drink is socially. So if I have some friends that are trying to drink before a game or do something, or if I'm going to Belmont with some friends, then yeah, I'll do some drinking. But I don't really drink solo, and I really never have. Okay, yeah, good enough. And I, I told him I was like, you know, if I if I was to start chugging whiskey at you know two o'clock in the afternoon my time, uh, that would not be a productive rest of the day. So uh, let me see if I are you a functional alcoholic or my time. If you have a couple drinks, are you just done with it? I don't. Well, I'm not. Okay, for starters, I'm not, I don't. I, think, I, was, I was joking. I know. Uh, but when I was drinking, I was still very high functioning. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to see if I can. Is there any way I can edit this in real time? I think you got to do it after. Yep. Yep. I was hoping to be able to do this in real time, but no, I cannot. So yeah, we'll get that changed out. Thanks for the. T- thanks for letting us know, guys. As uh, we will change that. All right. So uh, yeah, you did all right yesterday. I did okay. We uh, we hit. Uh, Hit the play of the day as we had the uh, 
Boston Celtics at Pickham. They uh, certainly did their job there. It took them three quarters to get their ass going, but they finally did. Al Horford, pretty uh, good. Uh, you know, I was when I was talking about that game, I said, well, somebody besides Horford's going to have to step up because he's not going to be able to repeat what he did in the game before that. And uh, he got damn close to it. So, yep. J.C. Stone says, it's difficult to find you guys every day. I'm assuming that it's going to be better when we actually switch. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to switch. We've talked about this on the show. I know you guys are regulars. You've heard us say this. We are. Uh, I think we've got it narrowed down to two. Of course, that's not a decision that you and I are making. We're not involved in that part. That's made of far above Sounds our Sounds like heads. the bachelor. Yes. Um, but, yeah, it's very, believe me, it is frustrating for us. It's frustrating for you. And it's really frustrating for the people uh, who would benefit by us getting a lot more views, which is the the, uh, the owners and everything. So we are going to get it fixed. We're aware of the problem. It sucks. Thanks for your patience. Thanks for your effort. It shouldn't take that much effort to find shit on the internet, right? Yeah. Magellan Sports says, day baseball and a couple of cold ones. What's more American than that? Winning? Winning? Dominating your opponents? Yeah, that's uh, fair. Uh, I was gonna say I was gonna say a hot dog. JR you know. Black in the house, and he said that the New York teams are dead. He said both killed different uh, five pick parlays. <laughs> I'm assuming he means the Yankees minus one had to have him on the run. The Yankees line. actually won the game. Well, that was the good news, bad news yesterday because you did. It was my day, and I put out the Yankees, and you kind of uh, uh, pointed out the Yankees aren't scoring any runs, and I said, "Well, it's John Gray," and but. Yankees still just couldn't score any runs. So that was the good yeah. part. The bad part is the uh, Dodgers, not even close, not even competitive. Had you scored no runs against Quintana I in don't, 2022? I don't know. I don't know. But I see uh, says, I don't see Milwaukee coming back from that fourth quarter collapse. Scott, was that? I think a, it's going seven games. Was that a series breaker last night? No? It was a series breaker in the sense that if Milwaukee won the game, the series was over. But I'm not going to go ahead and say that Milwaukee's now going to get run out of the building in the next two games because they lost one close game. Okay. It was fine. You know, these teams are very evenly matched. I'm sure going into the series, I know I had it going seven. I'm sure a lot of different people had it going seven. Did you have it going seven? Uh, I thought it would go. Uh, I thought it would go a minimum of six and probably seven. So okay. Either way, do I think that Boston's going to now run Milwaukee out of the building because they won one road game? No, I think it'll be close. I think Boston's still going to win the series. They were my pick before the series started, but I still think it's going seven. Okay. Very solid. And now that we got a few people in the house, I want to remind you guys, please smash that like button. We appreciate it. Of course, subscribe to both of our YouTube channels, the Winners and Winers YouTube channel and the Max Wagers Network YouTube channel, where you can catch all the great Max Wagers Network offerings, starting with uh, Sean Higgs, Midday Money at Noon, Allie Burns, and Morning Wood at 1. Me and Chris doing parlays at two. You and I doing back to the window at three. Sean Miller checking in on the beautiful game, the soccer show at 4 p.m. and wrapping it all up. As always, it's Detroit Lenny as long as wrong with uh, Nick and Tim Earl. Tim Earl in the house, by the way. If you didn't give Tim the shout out, what's up, buddy? Uh, they're doing a uh, game time decision at 5 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure you check those out as well. Check out the deals that we got going with our partner over there at Caesars as we once again are partnering up with the good folks at Caesars Entertainment to offer you bet insurance. That is $1,100. Absolutely risk-free. Your first bet. Caesars is in your state. Get your account open. Get it funded. And you can bet up to a grand uh, $1,100 with the juice. Risk-free. If you win, you win a big bet. And if you lose, you get made good by Caesars. It's like it never happened. 
The code there is ATSWINSCZR. That is ATSWINSCZR. You can find that link in the description of this broadcast. You can find the link and the code as well. Um, no more derby guide. Don't get your derby guide. Yeah. <laughs> Preakness guide, I'm sure, coming out at some point. That's right. We'll be having the uh, the Preakness guide coming up. Um, I said my bad. Uh, not the Yankees. It was uh, it was the the Dodgers on the money That's line. What I saw. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's up, guys? Best bet Dodgers run line. King, says King. We, we already tried that. We tried that already. <laughs> Chris, uh, went, Chris went back to the well. By the way, well, it's the game after theory. You yes, know, we lost. So the yes. Dodgers have to win tonight by five. That's absolutely right. And he, oh, he and he did the best to jinx that picks for today because he put up the uh, run line. And he put up the alternative run line, minus two and a half. So mm -hmm. it pays plus 110. Um, what else is going on here? Did I did I hit all the did I hit all the plugs, Scott? I think I did, right? I hit the show. The plugs, yeah. Okay. The truth is we don't really have as many plugs as we did about a week and a half ago anymore. That's so true. It takes less time to go that's, through those. That's why that's why it seems like we, we didn't get everything done. But yeah, you're absolutely right. So let's do our recap yesterday. Let's find out what happened, man. We'll start it off as we always do with the good news, the bad news, the people that uh uh, took it to the shorts, the people that took it to the bank, and to tie it in with our company. It's the winners, it's the whiners. Let's find out which one you were on today's edition of Call the Cops. Solid. All right. Hey, if you had, uh, if you were playing there in the major leagues, if you had the White Sox on the money line, Jesus Christ, playing up against the playing against the Guardians. You're probably already spending that money, Scott, because you led 8-2 after eight innings. All you got to do is shut it down. My God, you can give up a couple runs there in the ninth. You don't care. Uh, Cleveland, well, they put up a six spot in the top of the ninth going to extra innings. That ain't good. Uh, Chicago, well, they did what they do. They lost in extras. Congratulations, blowing a six-run lead in the ninth inning, White Sox. If you had the pale hose there, Jesus, call the cops. And in hockey, if you had the Predators plus one and a half trying to avoid the sweep against the Avalanche, they actually led three to two with less than 12 minutes to go, which means all you have to do is not get outscored by three in about the final 12 minutes. Well, they got a, they got outscored by three in the rest of the game, including an empty netter with 56 seconds left. Predators went from up one to down two, and they lost by two. Well done, and staying in. On the frozen pond, if you had capital on the Capitals on the money line against the Panthers, they led two to one with less than three minutes left. Scott Washington, now they hit the post on an empty netter after the Panthers pulled their goalie, and Florida made them pay. They tied the game with two oh four left, and the Caps. We've heard this story before. They lose it in overtime. Good God, call the cops! It was definitely a pretty rough situation there for the Capitals because you're about two minutes away from going up 3-1 yep. on the President's Trophy winners. Yep. And now you're tied 2-2. Not a fun time. No, that has that has to hurt a lot. And there was some good news out there. There were some nice, easy wins. You know who you were, and now we're going to tell everybody else as we found out who spent Monday night out there, Scott, sitting in the rocking chair. So the first one was actually my play of the day. If you had the over six in the Rangers and Penguins game, two goals in the first period and then six goals in the second period alone, and the game landed nine. 
Very good. And um, if you had the Brewers Reds, over seven and a half. My goodness, somebody get me an arm, would you? Nine runs in the first five innings, six runs in the last four. It ended up 15, double up on the over seven and a half. Congratulations, you had a nice rocking chair win there. By the way, Reds, they cook, they cooked him? Yeah, two they in a row. Two in yeah, a row, buddy. Two in a row. That's called a winning streak. Yeah, it is. But looking at the last one, if you had the Phillies on the money line against the Mariners, they led six to nothing after five innings, and they won nine to nothing. I was on the wrong side of that, by the way. I had the uh, Mariners, the only play, only. Uh, I remember who was pitching. Flexen was pitching. Flexen was pitching. Yes, he, okay. he was. He got rocked, rocked. Yeah, six. Well, true. This he didn't even need to get rocked. They just didn't score. No, yeah, he he could have given up one, and that still ends up the yep. same. All right. Well, let's talk about this. Um, we seem to have one of these about every day, and there are some definitely uh, head scratchers out there. I kind of get why the total was where it was, but man. Man, it looked bad. Let's find out. Odds makers, I think you're drinking a little bit of whiskey during the day. Who's doing the day drinking out there in the risk management section, Scott? Odds makers, they're drunk. So, yeah, we uh you know, we were we lit up our text chain about this last night with you and me and Chris. What a dreadful game to watch, you know, if you want if you talk about uh, torturing people to get information out of them. Just make them watch that first half. That was the total in the Warriors-Grizzlies game. It was 225 and a half. And uh, how many did they score in the first half, Scotty? I don't remember if it was 225 and a half or 222 and a half. Sorry, my bad. I was going to say, it really didn't matter. No. They scored 79 points in the first half. 79 points in the first half. Hello. I think both teams went a combined. It was either 5 for 39 or six for 39 from three in the first half. Not good. Not good. No, they did step on the gas in the second half, but my God, you were sunk. They're not going to have, they're not going to have 140 plus in the second half. And they didn't, but they did have, they did have 120, but that wasn't enough to even get close as the uh, 225 and a half still landed under 200 at 199. Eh, not good. Not good at all. It's pretty tough to uh, cash an over. It's actually impossible to cash an over. When the winning team scores 101 points, that does seem very, very unlikely in the NBA, certainly in the playoffs. So now, if you want to talk about, uh, for example, I see mentioning he doesn't see Milwaukee coming back after yesterday. I think they got a better shot of coming back than than Memphis. I think Memphis is just dead to rights. You, that seemed like a game where they really had everything they needed. Ja wasn't playing. The Warriors couldn't hit a shot for about two and a half quarters. You had the lead in the fourth quarter, and then you punted the game. So if you want to talk about collapses, I think Memphis's collapse was worse. Yeah, that's that's hard not to argue with because they did have them in, in spite of not having Jaw. And we talked about whether that would you know translate like it did in the regular season where they were very good without him. I don't and... know if it did or not because Golden State was so bad that I really don't know if they were better without Jaw or if they were awful. Just Golden State decided to keep him around in the game for the entire time. Yeah, Memphis is up seven going into the fourth quarter. Got I'm saying, did you did yeah. you think Memphis played well? Did you think the defense was good, or was Golden State just turning it over and chucking up a bunch of missed three pointers? Well, it's hard to it's hard to say anybody that was scored twenty three points per quarter that had sixty nine points after three was playing well. That's what I'm saying. So I will acknowledge that. I'll give him a little I, defensive credit. How about that? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Defensively, they're a lot better without Ja, and we saw Ja get torched. Hell, even by Patrick Beverly right. in the first series because he can't guard anybody. So if you want to talk about what his actual impact is on that team, he helps the offense dramatically, 
But defensively, I think it's safe to say Jaws a liability. Can yeah. I say that? Oh, sure. Sure. So for that reason, I do believe that Memphis defensively was going to play better, which is why I thought this total made no sense because you figured Memphis would be worse offensively and better defensively. And with Ja out, they're a lot more deliberate with their offensive sets because Ja can't just get downhill and get a free layup at the rim. So I figured the pace would be a lot slower, and it was, and the bad shooting definitely did not help. Somebody uh, was getting excited like it was ooey pooey day. It's Patrick Corbin day. That's big. Uh, Patrick Corbin has not been good. 0-5 on the year, 7-1-6 ERA going up against the Mets. And Carlos Carrasco. Carrasco's actually been pretty good. Yeah, he has. He has. Uh, Mets playing a big number there, minus 175. They are on the road. You like the run line there, bud? I can't say no to the run line. No. Uh, the Mets are 20-10. and 10. You can go through the results. They've kind of been splitting for the last week and change, but we've seen the Mets actually look really sharp for the majority of the season. Mm-hmm. And the Nationals, we thought, would be a basement dweller. They are a basement dweller. 10-20, and 20, and they're 3-11 and 11 at home. So home field doesn't actually mean anything, apparently. Right. And they've played four times already this season in Nationals Park. The Mets are 3-1 and one with each win coming by at least two runs. I don't mind a run line play. Yeah, I agree. Um, I see says Dylan Brooks, worst player on Memphis. Well, he certainly was yesterday. I, I, I said this weeks ago. I said that Dylan Brooks is going to be the reason why Memphis loses in the playoffs. And I said that when he gets suspended for game three, Golden State should call the league office and beg them to let him play. Really? Just the one game? Just just one game? You sure you couldn't make that for the That's rest of the That's what I figured series? he was going to get. But yeah. I figured, I, I said it, and I was half joking, but... I said Ja would not have attempted 31 shots in game three if Brooks was on the court. And from what you can tell yesterday, Brooks really, really likes to shoot, no matter how bad he actually is at the game of best. Two for 19 from beyond the arc, five for nine, or two for nine from beyond the arc, five for 19 overall. He's bad. That's defensively, he's not bad. But offensively, he's the worst type of bad there is, which is that he thinks he's good. Right. So he's going to keep shooting. He's the irrational confidence offensive player. Yep, absolutely. Uh, J.C. Stone telling us that uh, when you link the max wagers, always brings up the show for tomorrow, which is fine. It should be there, but it's got the incorrect time. Yeah, I've uh, I got to talk to Jim about that. Yeah, I don't control any of that setup, right. so that's that's that doesn't involve me. No, we have our EP, our executive producer of all the shows. Jim is nice enough to set up all that stuff for the, for the whole week, so we can just plug and play. But uh, yeah. I got to talk to him about the the time on that because it does show an hour later than it actually is. So, uh, nothing to do for those LA boys in Pittsburgh. Should be focused. Okay, they should, oh, they should be because they lost yesterday. Yeah, Dodgers should win by at least eight tonight. Now that's a bold prediction right there. Eight. Okay. You can say uh, the, I don't you know, know what the alter- What's the alternative seven and a half spread? That's I, d- I doubt that's available. I doubt you can get a seven and a half. You might be able to get a five. Uh, you never know. Maybe get a five and a half, but. Uh, let me see. Um, well, one and a half is minus one forty. So uh, how high I, does I can this t- go? I can tell you two and a half is plus one hundred five or one ten. Seven and a half is uh, plus six fifty. Okay. All right. There you go. That's a bold play. I wouldn't take it, but you know. The gentleman says he watches the shows on Winners and Winners. Okay. Cool. Um, I got a feeling the Dodgers were going to be hung over. Uh, took Pirates plus two hundred five. Nicely done, Dano. Well done indeed. That's a uh, that's a nice hit for sure. 
Why'd you think the dog? I guess, I guess Quintana's decent again. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. First win. First win by a starter this year. Yep. Good for them. Agree. Agreed. Um, plus six fifty. Okay. Yeah. Go get him, Magellan. I don't. It could be a blowout because you know Dodgers best team in baseball. Pirates. We thought we we're going to be the worst team in baseball. They're not quite. I didn't think they would be the worst. Worst. I thought they would be bottom Who'd, three. You thought the A's would be the worst. I'm trying to think of which team I actually thought would be the worst. It wasn't the Reds. I thought the Reds would be bad. I had them coming in. I had them being a bottom feeder, but I didn't. Well, they're bad. they've just been decimated by injuries. You know, they I, they were not good wanna, to start with. Yeah, and lost most. I want to say it was either Baltimore or Washington, who I thought would be the worst teams in the league because Washington was actively punting. And Baltimore, I just thought would be awful. Yeah. And Baltimore's been for, still not very good, but you know they've been not as bad as I thought. But yeah, a lot of teams that we had for the under win totals, they're not on pace to win forty games, but they're on pace to go under. Yep, for sure. So uh, one of those teams was the Diamondbacks, and they have surprised us so far as they are two games. The whole over. division's been good. Oh, everybody's over five hundred still. Everybody's yeah. at least two games over five hundred. That's a we talked about it with Tim when Tim did our West show. Talked about the NL West being the best division of baseball. Not exactly a hot take, but they have showed it so far this season as they are all I, winning. I do games. want to ask you something, though, about a specific player in the NL West. I know it's kind of early to talk about the awards for baseball, but for NL MVP, is Machado the clear first place guy right now? Got to be, right? I got to assume so. I'm, I'm curious what his odds are. Do you think if Tatis comes back or when he comes back, that's going to hurt him? Or baseball is just so individual-based based on highlights alone that it doesn't even matter? Well, you can see uh, you can see cannibalization when you have two guys on the same team, if they, especially if that team has success. Well, I'm saying cannibalization is a bit tricky when Tatis has no shot to win the MVP. Well, when's he, when's he going to be back? Late probably June? Probably like a, mo- a month and change. He's not gonna. He's not gonna win MVP missing about a month and a half, two months. You wouldn't think so. I mean, never say never. I mean, you could. That's you why could, when you say cannibalization, usually you have two guys competing for the same award. I understand. And they take votes away. I, just that's, explaining that's, to the that's, people that's, that's exactly what I meant. So, but I don't think Tatis is gonna get any votes. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. Okay. I think. I think if he. I think if the Padres do well and he has a monster, uh, rest of the season. Mm, let's see where are we at here. So we'll. We'll put him at July 1st. So if he puts up uh, 25, 25 yeah. to 30 home runs, 80 RBIs. I we talk believe about it? that with the Padres playing well without him, that doesn't exactly help his case. Okay. Uh, by the way, I do not have any, uh, I do not have any uh, uh, prices I- for uh, the, the awards yet. I was trying to see. If well, I there is a game going on, so I'm not sure if it's now, that's because true. of the fact that there's a live game going on, but yeah, that's, that's in the AL, that's so good. I don't know why the NL MVP odds would be affected by that. Yeah. But let me see if I could find something. I just was mentioning it because I know that the awards, of course, are, let's just say, well, they're a long struggle because you have to wait it out for several months. I cashed a, a, I finally cashed a future yesterday in basketball. Only took you two Monty. years, buddy. I was going to say Monty Williams. Wait, why did it take me two years? Because you had him last year, too. I didn't have him last year. Yeah, you did. You said he I had thought him. he won last year, but he didn't get it. You said you had him and Thibodeau got you. No, I, I didn't have Monty you, last year. I swear you did. You sure? I, I would know what I had. I, I did you, not have you, Monty last you'd year. You'd think. Well, you, I thought but you I, thought I, you'd I, I took him this year solely because he lost last year. So I cashed a plus 550 draw there. But I'm just mentioning it because of the fact that 
there's a lot of value to be found earlier in the season because I got Monty at 550 and he closed at around like minus 900. But at the time when it was still reasonable, minus 150. Right. So it seems to me that some value plays, of course, Machado and Soto are going to battle it out. Yeah, I love to... Soto. The Nationals are so bad that I don't think he's going to win. And if you go through his home runs and RBI numbers, let's just say nobody's on base when he hit when he hits home runs. If you're so, if you're playing for a team like that, you've got to be ten percent better at least than somebody playing yeah. on a winning team. I think Machado right now is the favorite, and the reason why I also brought up long shots. There's an NL Cy Young candidate that I'm kind of looking into. I think Zach Gallon is eighty to one. Okay, and he's been something else, which doesn't fully surprise me. Because I loved him in Miami. I thought he was the best pitcher they had for a couple of years there. And there, with Arizona, he's been hit or miss. He was injured a bit last year. But you go through Gallon's numbers, 80 to 1. Isn't that a little bit high well, up to this point? You could, have, you could have got Robbie Ray last year for a very similar price. Yeah. So, so. there's always value to be found early on in the mm-hmm. futures. you got to just pick which guy to look at. I think Zach Gallon should be closer to 40 to 1 than 80 to 1. Uh, Magellan said, just bet the over in every NHL game. It's a Popeil bet. I did it yesterday. Set it and forget it. Uh, Dano wants to know, eat money line with the Canes money line or puck line? Well, the puck line has been pretty good in each of these games because uh, with the empty netters involved, each game has been decided by two plus goals. Right. So I guess if you want to make a case that they bounce back completely, and they dominate at home because this has actually been a home series for hockey, which is pretty rare, then I don't necessarily mind it. But do you like Carolina tonight, or do you think that Boston just solved the riddle and it seems like the goalie changes all they needed to actually win games? I still like Carolina. I don't know that I like them at that price. Laying, laying 150s, I think maybe a little strong there. But I'm a, I'm a big fan of Carolina in this series and, and in this game. Yeah, I'm really not sure what happened in this series because even game one, or game one was close, they blew it open. Game two, they crushed. And then game three, they were winning in the first period, one nothing. And then I jinxed them on Twitter. I said, I thought Boston was going to get swept. There and you then go. Boston's killed them ever since. Yeah, they so yeah. Put up they nine. flipped the switch, and Carolina seems to have not fully recovered. Yeah, the defense the defense has made all the difference there. The goaltending, after giving up ten goals in the first two games, they've given up just four in the last two. But I think it I think it makes a difference when they go on the road, and I think Carolina gets it even and pulls. I mean, I mean, uh, goes, uh, up three, goes up three two. I think they uh, I think they 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 get even from their loss the other night and uh, and pick up pick up the win to go up three two in the series. Mm. You, I'm still picking Carolina to win the series. Okay, so I agree. I still think they're the better team. But when you're switching off between Ronta and the youngster, and there's a lot of question marks going there, I do think that it could be a bit of a, I don't want to say a sideshow, but it's a bit distracting when you don't exactly know which goal is going to start each game. Yeah, that's the, that's certainly a good point. Uh, somebody like somebody loving your headset, by the way. Thanks. Oops. Whatever works. Instead of playing Call Lorenzo, of Duty. to answer your question, I did not use these to play Call of Duty, but I used to be a big Call of Duty guy. There you go. By the way, uh, the, the sound quality of your headset is so much better than your shooting in the bathroom like you were doing. So thanks. No problem. I didn't change locations. I just changed headsets. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a, it's a clean bathroom, you know. It's it's much it's much better. So, uh, what else you like tonight? Well, you got any hockey picks? 
uh, for hockey today, it's a rare, rare time in the NHL where you have four series and they're all tied at two to two, which is pretty rare. Usually one team, at least one of them is going to be up three, one or one series will be over by now. Right. Kind of like what we saw with the avalanche who completed the sweep yesterday. I find the blues series extremely fascinating because we were talking about how it's a home series and how a lot of games have been a blowout. This has not been a home series per se. It has been for the last three games. But each game has been decided by three-plus goals. So these games have really not been close individually. I actually like St. Louis tonight. They finally switched goalies. Bennington was pretty good. I can't say he was amazing by any means. But the the Blues really just peppered Flurry with a bunch of shots. They did what they needed to do. Bennington saved 28 of 30 shot attempts, so he was good. But Flurry had to attempt had to face thirty three shots. I believe that twenty something of them came in the first two periods. So St. Louis put it put it on them early, and Bennington looked really good. But anytime you have a Stanley Cup winning goaltender off the bench who can come in and fill in for the rookie who's been struggling, I think maybe that might boost the confidence of the Blues a little bit. And we still know that the Wild's penalty kill is atrocious. The Blues power play has been pretty good in this series. I don't mind St. Louis. I think that the Wild are a good team, but do I think they should be favored by this much? I mean, you're looking at Minnesota, who's laying about minus 140. That seems a little bit high to me. Yeah. I don't mind getting plus money with St. Louis. Yeah, I think, I think you know, Bennington, like Sid, gave up just two goals last time, and the Blues just started off with a <clears throat> flurry well of, done. of shots in the first two periods. That's also the thing about Flory, which I'm still a little bit on the fence about, is he's a very streaky playoff goalie. When he's good, he's really, really good. Right. But he has some moments where he's really bad. And yeah. Bennington, for the most part, has been a steady and solid playoff goalie in his career. Agreed. Hey, uh, I, I forgot to plug one thing. I forgot to tell everybody. That, are you, you going to do Allie's show tonight, right? Uh, yes. Forgot to tell everybody to check us out on uh, Total Chaos. It should be posted somewhere around 8 p.m. Eastern time. So, yeah, make sure you check that. We'll do, we're going to do five MLB games where you and I talk about the totals. Chris will not be joining us because he's, you know, a little too good for that. But, uh, he's still on the phone with with, uh, the insurance company, the insurance company, the non progressive insurance company. Damn it, Trevor. Mm, uh, King Me likes the Maple Leafs tonight. Don't Don't call me the leaves. I, I can't pick. Any, I can't pick the Maple Leafs in really any game. I know that they've been doing well and they're tied. And every time they win a game, they get killed by four goals the game after, which has been Tampa's secret weapon is right. the awful losses. I just don't trust Toronto. And I know that they've been very good at home. But when you have not won a playoff series since 2004 and you've had several opportunities to potentially open the series up and you failed every time, the longer the series goes, the more I think Toronto's going to choke. So I am not interested in Toronto tonight. If you are, I don't blame you because they're still a very good hockey team. But maybe it's just memories of Toronto finding ways to punt series. And I don't want anything to do with them as the series gets closer to the end. By the way, if Toronto does win tonight, remember that incredible streak that we talked about with Vasilevsky coming off a loss in the playoffs where he is the, pra- practi- yeah. practically unbeatable in the next game. The Lightning are 17-0. Awful loss in their last 17 games in the playoffs. There you go. That's what I'm talking so, about. Do you like Toronto tonight? Because I get the idea of they're going to bounce back and everything, but... I see this every year. They're a great offense. The defense is not great, and they choke in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. 
Like, I, I don't trust them as the series gets longer and longer because you assume eventually Tampa Bay is going to show off that Stanley Cup pedigree and just have one game where they win without losing the game prior. And if that's the case, they're going to win the series. Uh, very good. <laughs> Bronco Devil says Chris King has already turned into his parents. Mm. <laughs> uh, I I love those commercials, by the way. Um, being a youngster, you probably a good one. you're probably not as uh, amused. What as is I that? Am. Scotch egg. It's a meatball. Uh, yeah, I'm for, I, for I'll give you a hundred dollars. You can tell me what this is. Scotch egg. Scotch egg. It's a meatball. <laughs> ah. Damn it. Um, I I got to tell you, I have found myself doing too many of those things mm. to for comfort. Who else reads books about tanks? My dad. That's right. <laughs> Oh, uh, funny shit, indeed. And a funny line by Bronco Devil. Bronco Devil, by the way, uh, I, this is the first time I've got to talk to him in real time. To tell him thanks for the hat, man. Bought me a nice hat. I don't usually get, like, nice hats. I'm usually looking for, like, last year's model in the bargain bin or something, you know? Mm-hmm. I find it loath to spend that kind of money on a hat. So God bless everybody that did. That's a Bronco Devil. That's very cool. I think the one hockey game I'm the most confused by tonight mm-hmm. because of what happened the previous game is the Kings game against the Oilers because... It looked like the Oilers had the series on cruise control. They were scoring like seven goals a game. Yeah. And then then you tweeted about it. I didn't tweet anything about <laughs> okay. it. But then the Kings just had a shutout in the last game. Jonathan Quick stood on his head. But it seems like the Kings have been really good at peppering Mike Smith, which is never a bad recipe to win. I can't blame Mike Smith when your team scores no goals in support. But I don't know if the Kings figured something out or if the Oilers if the Oilers just had a bad game. But if I'm going to roast Toronto for choking playoff series, I'm going to have to roast the Oilers because they have not won a playoff series in a while with McDavid and Drysaddle, which is not a good look. No, that's uh, that's that's like that's like you know being a Chiefs fan. That's like watching you know Mahomes and Hill wash out in the championship game. You just you just know you're even the championship game is just the first round. Well, yeah, that's a good point. But I mean, where you have high expectations, yeah, you have players that you know aren't going to be there forever. And, you know, you're just wasting another year that you didn't win. So Kings are a young team for the most part. They have some old guys who were on the championship teams. But for the most part, they're a gritty team that's not exactly talented. But the uglier the game gets, the better they perform. They're one of those. And the Oilers are the opposite. They want games with fast pace. They want to be able to control some odd man rushes. If the Kings make it ugly, I do have questions about Edmonton's defense. Okay. Can they win tonight? I think they can. Um, I guess my question for you is which series or games have you believed in? The ones where Edmonton rolled or the ones where the Kings actually either hung tough or won by shutout? I'm not laying plus, I'm not laying minus 225 here. I don't mind the Kings plus one and a half. Okay. Do you? No, I don't. Uh, Jim Williams says quick can be uh, a zone keeper like Flurry. Yeah. He was very, very good last game, but the Kings also outshot the Oilers by like, I don't know, 20. I want to see the shooting numbers in there, but I know that Smith had like 32 saves after two periods. So the Kings really invested in just getting a bunch of shots on net. And I want to actually see what the exact number is quick at 31 saves. So he was 31 to 31 and yeah, Mike Smith faced 45 shots and he saved 42 of them. He had the empty netter. So if you outshoot a team by 14 and they also were doing pretty well in the shot department where they lost eight, nothing, which was kind of crazy because they were out shooting the Oilers for most of that game. I don't want to lay one and a half with Edmonton. I, I just don't want to do it. By the way, Bronco Devil commented on my, my own video that said that he would not get you a hat, will not okay. get you a Yankees hat. I see how it is. Can't do it. 
All good. Same reason I didn't. Same reason I didn't get a Chiefs hat. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. He can't. Uh, he couldn't. I, I guarantee a Bronco Devil could not bring himself to buy any Chiefs gear. It's fine. That's okay. That's okay. Starting to see top fives in the NFL or top ten teams that have Broncos rated in front of the Chiefs. Do you agree with that? Uh, is that top five for sales or is that top five for actual <laughs> roster? It's actual roster. I have to look. I have to take a deep dive of the Kansas City Chiefs overall roster because I know that besides losing Hill, they also lost Matthew, and I'm curious what they're going to do in that secondary. I mean, Denver had a very good offseason. Mm-hmm. Don't get it. Don't get it twisted, but. I'm going to have to look through the rosters. At this point, I'll have to plead the fifth because okay. I am not well-informed enough at this point. In time. Okay, I'll help you out. Fuck no. No, okay. not a chance. Sure. Do you think the Chargers are better than both? No. I think On the, paper. I think the Chargers are uh, – if the, if the Chargers have really fixed their run defense, they're, I think they're better than Denver. I'm saying on paper. No. I'm not saying just looking at the coaching and potential stupidity. I think the Chargers are the most talented team in that division. Okay. In my opinion. All right. We'll see. We'll see how they. We'll see how the defense goes. Okay. Chiefs need. Chiefs uh, need to be able to generate a pass rush. Hopefully, they can. They, if they can get to the passer, uh, that division's over. It really. On is. the bright side, you lost Sorensen. So there you go. Uh, Matthew has to be so pissed off. You know where he went. He went to New Orleans. He did. With so, what, is, isn't Sorensen there too? That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. No, do you know where Sorensen went? Sorensen went to oh. New Orleans. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say no. I thought Bolton went to New Orleans. Absolutely yeah. true. Uh, Coward has Bronco number two. Broncos number two. I think that hurts the Broncos' case because <laughs> Howard, over a course of a season, uh, yeah, his power rankings tend to fluctuate, and is usually never right. So <laughs> they're, they're, just keep that in mind. They're very consistent, consistently bad. So, uh, what else you got to you like tonight? Uh, tonight you got two NBA games. Yeah, but the yeah. truth is, I didn't really talk about them because I really don't have a strong opinion on either of them because both of those series have been extremely home driven. Uh, they've games have not been that close. And the home teams won every game. I know game one was technically a seven-point win for Phoenix. They were up about 20 with five minutes to go. So that was basically a route. Do you think that either of these road teams are going to ride the momentum? Or do you think that they're going to go back on the road and get their ass kicked? Because I really think that Phoenix is going to bounce back tonight. Yes. I think Booker might have a big game. Maybe the Chris Paul revenge game for what happened with his mother on Mother's Day. He's going to be, you know, a, I don't want to say a factor, but I think Chris Paul played better. I think Philly's quite live because it seems like Miami has, A, forgotten how to shoot. They cannot make a three-pointer to save their lives. And Embiid, shockingly, has turned the entire tide of the series because he's one of the best players in the league. Hardened at 31 last game. He looked very good. Props to him. But I think if, you, if you're asking me which road team do I think is going to be able to ride the momentum, I think Philly has a significantly better chance of winning tonight than Dallas does. I think Phoenix bounces back. I think Miami loses. Okay. You? I think Miami bounces back and Dallas uh, has a a shot to cover. I don't think they win. Okay. But I think six might. might I'm I'm not picking Phoenix to fully cover. I just think Phoenix will win the game. Here's my but, here's my problem with with the Heat, and we talked about this on Chris's show. Uh, Duncan Robinson not playing at all, and you've got a team that can't make a three. Why do you not put him out there, Scott? Because he can't guard anybody. Well, I mean, is that does that uh, does that matter? He'll play tonight. We played one minute last time. Why do you say he plays more tonight? They need to try something. Okay. At the end of the day, Embiid, don't get me wrong, has been very good. 
but you're looking at Miami's three-point shooting numbers because you know the paint's occupied. You're yeah. not going to go in against Embiid and get any open looks. That's the thing. They've they've, they've so, shot 25 or 25% or less from three of their four games from downtown. That's why they've been losing yeah. because if Embiid's going to lock up the post, then you're going to have to make outside shots. So well, I think at some point Miami's going to compromise defense for offense because they really need help stretching the floor. So I expect Robinson to play. So I think he's going to play well. I think he'll shoot it okay, but you also might just want him for floor spacing. But I'm really looking at Miami's defense. It's still been pretty good, but Embiid's getting to the line a bunch. Harden's been pretty good. Maxie's been meh, but you know what he's capable of. And Harris has been pretty good. So if you're looking at which team mat- matches up quite well against the opposition, I think Philly actually matches up pretty well. And until Miami offensively, I know Lowry's out, which is probably a good thing for Miami because Lowry has been atrocious in the series. I think it probably helps him that Lowry's not playing because of how bad he was playing and the fact that he's clearly at 40% right now health-wise. I still think Philly's got a decent shot to win tonight. Okay. By the way, Duncan Robinson's shooting 52.6% from downtown in, in the playoffs so far. A lot of it's an outlier because in game one against Atlanta, I believe he went like eight of nine. He did. He so that's a pretty big outlier there, but for spacing alone, he should be on the court. But people are shocked by it. It's the same thing that happened in the Clippers-Mavericks series last year where Kennard wasn't playing for the first two, three games of the series. Right. And it's like, if he's not going to play, then why do you pay him $70 million during the offseason? And it's a problem that the league is starting to fully realize. You cannot pay three-point specialists that much money. They need to at least play some defense. You got to be a three- and D guy. That's right. You can't just be a three guy. And nope. from what we've seen, I know Bertans has, a, has had a bit of a run with my with uh, Dallas in this series. But for the most part, Bertans was inactive for a decent portion of last year and this year because he can't guard anyone. Healthy scratch. So that's the point. James S. says the Scots are on Philly, so the pick is Miami. Could be. Uh, I don't I'm, have any I'm, action on these two guys. I'm not, on, I'm, not, I'm not on Philly, by the way. I'm on Miami. He's on Miami, but for me, I don't really like either game tonight from a betting perspective. Okay. I think it'll be close. If you're asking me who I think's going to win, I'll actually pick Philly, and I think Phoenix bounces back. If Chris Paul does not have a huge game, I do not mind Booker 35-plus, maybe 40-plus, because he was really good last game. I think that might carry over. Like Chris Paul over tonight, I think I think he's got something to prove after five points in the last game. For the last two games, he's been terrible. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. There's only one thing left to do, Scott. Are you ready? Yep. Let's do it. Well, we talked about the Dodgers yesterday, and that was a uh, that was not our best look, my friend. It, they uh, just couldn't get anything going against Quintana. Don't blame us. Blame the Dodgers. Blame the Dodgers. Absolutely true. Um, so we're gonna try to get it going again. And you guys know what time it is. It is Tuesday. It's time to put on your overalls, put on that straw hat, climb aboard your John Deere, pull out the keys, put them in the ignition, and get ready, kids, because once again, it is time to bet the farm. All right, my friend. There it is. There it is. Afternoon, everybody. See, it's hard to do with headset, isn't it? Nah, it's on. Okay. That's quite a look. All right, Scott. We got to get that taste of the. Uh, we got to get that 
Dodgers taste out of our mouth. So uh, what do we got cooked up for today, my friend? So for this one, we're going to go back to hockey. Looking at that Bruins and Hurricanes game, we're going to take the over. Five and a half goals at minus 130. If you want to go for six at around even money, I don't mind that either, but I do like five and a half. Each of the first four games in the series have had at least six goals, and that's been the story the entire season because when these teams get together, you tend to see a lot of goals because six of the first seven meetings this season have had at least six goals. Plus, Carolina has had a lot of high-scoring games in the both the playoffs and the final couple games of the regular season. Each of Carolina's last seven games have had at least six goals, and both these teams really, really good at pressuring opposing goalies. Boston ranks second in the league in shots per game during the regular season, and Carolina ranked ninth. So we see a lot of shots on net, we see a lot of opportunities, and we see a lot of goals, especially with some empty net or potential. Give us the over five and a half. There you go. That's it. I like it. That is a uh, uh, that is a couple of really nice trends. They have been, like you said, they have been peppering the goals during the regular season and the postseason as well. We like that trend to continue in this one. So that's going to do it for the farm. And that's going to do it for our show on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon. Hope everybody's having a great day, a little daytime baseball. Hope all those tickets are going well for you. Make sure you come back and see us tomorrow. Same deal, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central with Scott and I. We'll once again do our very best to help each and every one of you out there head back to the window. Take care, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.